there's a very big difference in terms of uh, working full time dad and uh, work from home dad. Mm. So last time my wife was a stay at home mom. So I always think that hey, you stay at home like nothing to do. <laughs> uh, they only take care of the kids. Oh, now you know, right? So when I took over tables the, have turned. Yes. So when I took over that role, mm. I feel that it's actually much more stressful than uh, going to the office. Correct. You're listening to the Building Financial Fitness Podcast, the show where personal finance is about the person, not just the numbers. Here on BFF, we talk about how to make money your best friend so that you can have the freedom to make the most out of life. We go through the honest discussions about money so that you don't need to make the same mistakes. We demystify jargon so that no one can smoke you with complicated acronyms. After all, money's greatest value is to give us control over our time, which is truly our greatest asset. I'm your host, Junus Yu. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Building Financial Fitness Podcast. Today I have a good friend and also a work from home dad with me today in the studio. Welcome, Joe. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You know, I always wanted to to have you on because I always thought that, you know, your persona was very interesting and your amazing work from home dad and your amazing dance dad because you always bring your girls around. Yes. <laughs> and and you are actually putting them on the track for a, you know, a very successful dance career. But then we'll talk about that later. Sure. So I wanted to get you on the show today because I think that, you know, when I speak with, you know, friends who are married, you know, they often talk about how to manage finances, especially when you have children. Because, you know, it's one thing to manage the finances between a couple, but there's another thing if you have children and then, you know, if, if your values are not aligned or you have different perspectives when it comes to, you know, what you spend on your children. And and you, for me, are a very interesting example because you and your wife actually spend quite significantly on investing in your children's education, especially in the direction of dancing. Yes, we spend about annually about thirty over thousand on enrichment classes for them as we so called as a personal self development uh, mm. other than academic stuff. Just to start off, how do you all even decide to go down that direction? Because thirty thousand a year is actually quite significant. Yeah. So what happened is there was a point of time that my wife was actually a stay at home mom. Mm. So we should stay at home or work from home? Stay at home mom. Stay at home, okay. Yeah, she stopped so she working. wasn't earning income. Yes. Mm. I was working full time at a construction firm. Mm. Then during that time I was a IT support guy. Mm-hmm. So what triggered me is because that time the company was uh involving with MMA. So mm. there was a lot of retrenchment. Mm. So I was thinking that, hey, why not I challenge myself? I switched the role with my wife. I asked her to, hey, why not you go out to have a life <laughs> instead of staying at home, taking care of the kids for mm. uh, five years. So we switched our low role. Mm. So I was running an SEO agency. Mm. Then uh, at that point in time, my girl, the elder one, was uh, into ballet. Mm. So we thought that she was dancing for fun. Mm-hmm. Until a certain point in time when the coaches tell us to put her into the competition, that's when uh, what triggered me that, hey, this route maybe is suitable for her. Mm. Her dream was to become a dance teacher. Mm. At a very young age, like four to five, she told me that. So we decided to move forward. And of course, there's a lot of uh, dance schedule, everything. So we have to jaga here and there then I'll take care of the operation side uh. that means we we run like a company that means yeah. I'm the COO yeah yeah you mentioned <laughs> that you're, you 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 know in terms of how you manage expenses in the family right you mentioned that you're the COO 
Yeah. And then your wife is the CFO in 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 the current arrangement. Yes. What I do is I draw a fixed amount of salary for my business mm. and then I'll then just this tra- is the SEO business, right? Correct. Mm. So I'll just transfer this amount to my wife and then my wife will actually handling all the payout to those enrichment classes and everything. So we what we do is we have a tracker mm. and then we review the budget yearly in November because enrollment starts in December and January onwards. Lah. Yes. Yeah, in terms of enrichment classes in Singapore. I know. I mean, you send me your dance budget and it's extremely detailed, right? You even talk about, you know, that, you know, like per term. Of course, you like have, you know, each child. Then you have like the classes that they're going for. And this is just the, the, the dance schedule, right? And then you have the price of 7% GST and the price of 8% GST per term and per year. So I guess I mean like, you know, even though if you say that, you know, you're not really a finance person, but I think that you guys are actually detail-oriented enough where you're really like projecting the expenses down to the cent. Before we come down to the budget, right, there is, of course, uh, some argument mm. based on the budget, like what we pay for until that we, uh, the keyword is systematic and then to track every expenses. Lah. Mm. But are you at least aligned? You know, when it comes to, okay, you know, we are prepared to spend this amount of money on our children. Or would there have been arguments or like discussions where you're saying, I think that this is enough. Maybe 10000 is not more than enough. But then somebody else is saying that I think we should really invest in our in our daughter's progression in in this area, and then we should really support her financially. Uh, yes. So deep down, we agree a amount that we can actually spend on. Mm. Then from there, we set money up <laughs> based on the dance item mm. that uh, what we can do and what we cannot do. So the rules is to put in 20% of the effort to get the 80% of returns. Mm. <laughs> mm, the 80-20 rule. Yes. Mm. So of course, we cannot have all in. We have other expenses to handle also. Mm-hmm. But Gradually, we try to improve the budget as in uh, within 10 to 15% per mm. year to uh, see where we can go. If you ask me uh, whether she will become a dance teacher or not, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> so we just do uh, improve things by year by year, about 10 to 20% effort. Mm. La. Mm, got it. And then, of course, like you mentioned, there's, there's also the other aspects right you know you know of course like your hustle bill your utilities you know food typical things that parents would pay for like, because the dancing is a it's like extracurricular activity like you said correct so the rest of the expenses i will try to pay by credit card mm. so to track the total amount that i actually uh spending mm. uh we have a joint account mm-hmm. to pay off those mortgage loan the rental and uh, the dance and the, all the other rest of enrichment mm. will come from the joint account so that we know where the money goes. Mm. Uh, in the first place, during the stage, we were paying like, hey, you pay for enrichment, I pay for utility. Mm. Then we will have, have some argument because mm. we don't know how much we are paying for oh. for each, each, uh, each parents. Uh. So you don't think that it's a good strategy to say that, okay, you pay for a, C, and E, then I pay for B, D, and F. I don't agree on that because mm. I tried and test. It doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So we come to the conclusion, hey, we must run this whole thing like a business. business. So mm. we have a tracker mm. and we sit down and plan for the budget yearly in November. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. And then, okay, when, let's say there are deviations in budget. How often are there de- deviations in budget? And, and if so, how do you approach that? 
So if there's a difference in the budget, then we will top up. So we come from our emergency fund. Mm. So the emergency fund, uh, what we have right now is about two years that mm. can last us. Mm. I try not to touch the emergency fund. So let's say if really there's a big amount to be, be paid off, it will come from my side first. Mm. So usually my wife her salary uh, will mm. be used for saving and investment. Uh. Mm. So yeah. we know our roles in terms of how we allocate the money and where to go to. Uh. So it's for easy reference, easy, easier to understand. Uh. Okay, got it. Given that both sides are, you know, pitching in money every month from the from the respective salaries, right? How do you all decide to put in money? Because, you know, let's say if the wife earns less, then they'll put in less, like maybe prorated. La. <laughs> so how, how do you all think about that? Okay, so based on current situation, we are actually quite on par. Mm. So that's why I say uh, my income will used for all the expenses. But of course, because you're running your own business, right? Then there will be times where your revenue where your revenue is higher than usual and maybe sometimes there's like lower times. Then how do you manage that? That one, I will just transfer to my wife and mm. we put under uh, emergency fund. So we try to enhance the emergency fund by 10 to 20% per mm. year. La. Mm. I should mm. save out also. La. How, how do you calculate that emergency fund? Is it like two years of expenses for the whole family? Or what What is... Uh, based on our it? lifestyle mm. and because I I listen quite to a lot of advice so usually they say about six months of mm. emergency but, but based on our lifestyle I calculated uh, maybe it's not enough so mm. I, I because me and my wife are all IT professionals mm. so IT professionals always think like there's a plan for plan B mm. plan C and plan D mm. so why we decided on two years in emergency fund is we don't want any like uh, big Root surprises shops. or yeah. shocks so we always have a plan in mind like plan A if mm. plan A doesn't go well we go towards plan B mm. something like that in general I think that's actually a quite a good foundation because at least you are aligned there right actually we have a lot of argument on that then we come into conclusion that A we need to align our goals if not we, then we will keep drifting from mm. the original plan yeah then, so that's communication very important <laughs> then do you have any tips on how best to communicate in terms of budget yeah in terms of financial budget okay one thing I learned from my wife is she like to itemize everything I call it like a bird eye view that's why she's view. a CFO right <laughs> correct so by using an Excel spreadsheet right mm. so I will know where the money go where the money go and I will not like keep questioning her hey this month where the money go. Mm, uh, yeah. mm. So if let's say I know that it, it, maybe we are overspending, so we might want to restrict certain things or maybe uh, we have extra, then we just take out the extra to go for investment. Yeah. Yeah. So communication very important. Mm. I guess last night, you know, when I was looking at this topic, right? I mean, if you look at married couples, like what are the top things that they quarrel about? And the money tends to be the, the one of the things that's quite up there. Do you think there's any difference from, let's say, being a work-from-home dad versus uh, somebody who draws like a steady salary? There's a very big difference in terms of uh, working full-time dad and uh, work-from-home dad. Mm. So last time, my, my wife was a uh, stay-at-home mom. So I always think that, hey, you stay at home, like nothing to do. <laughs> uh, they only take care of the kids. Oh, now you know, right? So when I took over Tables the, have turned. Yes. So when I took over that role, <laughs> mm. I feel that it's actually much more stressful than uh, going to the office. Correct. I can't even tell you, like, friends, moms, right? They really prefer to go back to the office, you know? That's yeah. why you can really tell that actually being a mom is not easy at all. 
Yes, being a mom is really not easy, especially when you have to juggle different school schedule. Mm. And then when schedule clash, you have to uh, try to make up lesson, everything. Then you have teachers keep calling you and mm. this and that. So actually, there's a lot of things to handle. Like it, it's actually, I can call it it's a 24 hours job. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that we are quite aligned is because we actually document down our a life plan that what we want to achieve for our kids. Mm. So based on that, we actually work backward. La. Right. Then when you work backward, then at least year to year, you will not be drifting too much and quarrel so much about budget when there's a goal, an end game in mind. La. Mm. And then I guess to round off, right, can you give me two tips for how to talk about money better with your spouse? And then two more tips on how to do it as a work from home dad. Yeah, okay. One tip is listen to your wife. <laughs> is it? I, I'm bad, but mutual, right? It should be, it's mutual, isn't it? Yeah, be, I think because <laughs> my wife look at Excel spreadsheet a lot, mm. so uh, she kind of know that what will happen mm. uh, next. Uh. So the first one is to listen to your wife, but I guess it, would be, <laughs> it might be listen to whichever spouse has a better handle on Excel spreadsheet. Correct. Managing finances. Yes. So it could be the guy or the girl. La. Yeah. Mm, okay. That's then, the first. Uh, for work from home that then uh, I try to be very disciplined in terms of my time and also in terms of the money, finances. Mm. That means I try to discipline by like first week of the month, I will just transfer out paying all the bills every trade because I don't want this this thing to bother me so much mm. as to... Because I need to meet clients, I need to for uh, Zoom meeting, all this admin thing. I try mm. to settle it mm. within first week of every month. Uh. Right. Yeah. And given that you've actually lived that corporate life and you also now lived the life of a uh, you know somebody who runs your own business and at the same time you're caring for your for your children, right? What's the pros and cons, you know, for you know, I guess for guys who are considering this path? I think there's very, very big di- big difference in terms of if you're corporate workers, right, you just, mm. six o'clock, you just go home. Mm. Mm. So for work from home, that every day you will have surprises. <laughs> like, for example, the teacher call, your daughter haven't learned the spelling. <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Mm. One thing is, I try to plan ahead. Like, I have, uh, every Sunday, I'll just sit down and look at my calendar, what's Mondays, uh, Tuesday, or Wednesday schedule look like. La. Mm. Then I'll try to, uh, play around with it so I try not to have too many su- surprises in one day la. that mm-hmm. means I like for example I know that after dance she need to go home mm. straight away to do her homework mm. so everything was every day was being planned out la. Right. so as in in more disciplined kind of way la. like mm. army style <laughs> like army style yeah to move forward la. And then I guess looking back at your decision to kind of go from corporate to work from home that, you know, what are the, I guess, biggest takeaways? Uh, Do you, okay. Is actually the corporate life easier? Actually, it's quite fun mm. to work from home and then uh, juggle the kids. Because one, some of the things that I learned from my kids is, example, from dancing. Mm. For some certain steps, she, she cannot uh, master it. Mm. But me sitting outside, look at her at the dance studio, it mm. taught me that, hey, when you meet some uh, men into some difficulties, uh, you just have to keep trying and overcome it and then try to improve by 1% per day. Then mm. when you compound the improvement every month, right, that actually by the end of the day, end of the year, right, you will see a lot of uh, improvement. Uh. 
Mm. Clearly, like another thing that you guys are both very good at now is in terms of financial planning skills and, and you totally can pass that down to your children as well. Yes. Right? Because because you guys are so on top of your finances that, you know, just going forward, you know, when your children are thinking about their own finances, right? You know, if you kind of like put to them the frameworks that you guys use to plan budgets. Correct. There's actually a lot that you can teach them. Yeah. So one of the way we implement is we give a fixed pocket money per week. Mm. So for example, every Monday, they will pocket money from me mm. like 10 to 20 dollars mm. so i'll give them one shot how mm. much how they want to spend how they want to buy the recess food is up to them they can even go to the bookshop and buy pencil or whatever gift they can save it or they can totally save it if they want correct mm. so if let's say uh certain toys or certain things that they want right then they will draw from their savings savings okay yeah you know, I think what, what you're teaching here is like the value of like delayed gratification. Beyond that, is there anything else that, that you teach them that you've learned from planning finances with your wife? So we always tell them that uh, you need to save for emergency fund mm. in case that there's like uh, this toy that you like a lot, which mm. costs a lot of money. Then you can actually draw from to buy it. La. And they're onto the idea. La. They won't think that, hey, you know, actually mommy and daddy is the plan B. Correct. They're always the emergency fund. Well. So actually they don't really need to save anything on their, themselves by uh, themselves, right? Yeah, but we actually say that if you want to get certain things on, then you have to buy with your own pocket money. La. Hmm. So I think like, we covered quite really good insight from you as a work from home dad I think it's especially valuable because you actually saw the you transited from like corporate life to being a work from home dad whereas your wife went from stay at home mom to, to working and yet you know despite these these changes in your roles like you all both managed to work together to you know ensure that finances are properly planned out and I, I mean the I've, I've seen the budgets that you sent me and you're like what you hold your planning and seriously it's like quite amazing like what you guys do and I think that, you know, you also raised a good point of like how communication is key like, both ways and also like recognizing the strengths of each spouse, right? So let's say if a certain spouse is like more, it's like stronger when it comes to financial planning, you know, making sure everything's well documented, you know, then listen to the person. Might not necessarily be the wife, you know, I would like to say it <laughs> might not necessarily be the wife because sometimes the me and the guy is better at that. Sometimes the, the, the girl is better at that. So I think, I think it differs. But um, for people who would like to speak to you more about your experience, um, where can they find you? They can go to heyjosephho.com <laughs> So you brought your own website also? Yes. So for uh, easy reference. Got it. Uh, and we'll link it in show notes as well. Sure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Many thanks as well to all of you out there for tuning in. This has been a fantastic conversation and we would definitely love to hear what you think about it. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can reach out to us through the email podcast at melisten.sg or at my Instagram at misfitfi. Aside from that, if you enjoy what you're listening to and want to hear more, please help to spread and grow the show by subscribing on Me Listen or Apple Podcasts or by following on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Finally, the Building Financial Fitness Podcast is an original production from Mediacorp and recorded at Scape Live Studios, The Pod, powered by Audio-Technica and City Music. Episode production is done by Junus Yu with editing and support by Danny Cordy and Gareth Fernandez. Once again, I'm your host and BFF, Junus Yu. Until the next time. <laughs>